You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back. It's Bill Leave, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to get your fine Bills-related podcasts. After taking a week off as a slacker, I am back here in the air chair. My name is John Boccasino. My co-host, Jamie D'Amico, filled in admirably. I guess, uh, Jamie, we should have you uh, fly solo every week if it means the Bills are going to win 40 to nothing, buddy. I would take that this weekend. I think a lot of Bills fans would love a nice little whooping in uh, in Arrowhead, but you did a good job filling in solo for me. But we are back here in tandem, uh, as Mike and Mike would say, back and better than ever. Jamie and John talking to you here on Believe. We are going to get you ready for, uh, how can I put this? I mean, it's, it's there's no need for hyperbole. I mean, this is only week five, um, but this game has been circled on Bills fans' calendars since the schedule came out. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. It's in Arrowhead. It's Sunday night football. The eyes of the football world will be watching whether Buffalo has closed the gap on the Chiefs or whether this is, let's start with that, Jamie. You know, th- this game, there's so much we could talk about from the matchups that we can break down and we'll give you our thoughts on, you know, Buffalo seems to be getting healthier. I believe Matt Milano practiced uh, earlier today on Friday. Again, we're recording this on Friday to post on Sunday morning at midnight. So, a lot could change, but it seems like Milano is in line to play. The Bills have tried, Jamie, to to stress that this is just another game, and it's the biggest game on their calendar because it's the next one. I want to start with that. Are you buying that? No, not at all. They know. They know that they have to go through the Kansas City Chiefs in order to get to where they want to be, which is into the Super Bowl. And this is going to let them know whether or not they measure up against a team that has stood in their way. Let's face it. The Chiefs beat them down twice last year. Once during the regular season, once in the AFC Championship game, and neither game were the scores is close. Well, the scores were closer than the game actually was. The Bills know what this is. This is a test. Everybody wants to know if they can get over the hump, including themselves. The next game on the schedule is the most important one. Give me a break. They circled this just like every other Bills fan did, and they circled it in red pen. You know, I would have to agree with you, Jamie, and it's been really hard uh, not to get amped up and just completely like stoked for this game. I mean, I'm I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get there. I mean, I'm very, very 
cautiously optimistic. I, I remember we both picked the Bills to win last year in the AFC Championship game, and that was, again, a score that was not nearly as close as the 38-24 to 24 margin would indicate. Hopefully, Sean McDermott does not opt for field goals instead of touchdowns. Um, but one of the things, Jamie, before we get into the matchups, before, again, we go down that road, I keep wanting to revisit last year because that's what everyone's judging this game upon. Most of the rosters are intact uh, from last year for Buffalo, certainly. Um, Emmanuel Sanders being one of the few newcomers, uh, along with possibly Greg Rousseau uh, or AJ Epinesa, wherever you want to go with the defensive line rotation. But the, the point being, most of the Bills players are back. They've been there. They had that bitter taste. We all recall Stefan Diggs standing long after the last play had ended, and he's watching the Chiefs you know, celebrate. And Josh Allen had one of his worst games as a pro in that AFC championship game. Do you think, what do you think Sean McDermott is telling Josh to try to get him? Cause we've seen this before where the moment can be too big for Josh. What do you think Sean's trying to tell Josh leading up to this week five game? I think he's saying the next game is the most important game there is. Don't look past the, you know, the, the whole BS that they're all saying, but he's trying to get Josh Allen to buy into it because when he starts doing too much, he doesn't play well. Take the underneath throws, throw the ball away, uh, take the sack even if you need to, but they're trying to get him to play within himself. Forget about the hero ball. Josh, just do your job. You don't have to force it downfield. You have to take what the defense gives you. Stay patient. Don't get impatient, conversely. And do what the offense is designed for. If that means you got to dump the ball off and punt to live to fight another day, that's what you have to do, Josh. But you don't beat the Kansas City Chiefs by making mistakes. You know what worries me, Jamie, about this game more than anything else? It's it's Josh. Uh, it's whether he is able to stay composed, to not get impatient. It's also the fact that I'm a little worried that Josh is getting by so far without the criticism that he should be receiving uh, for his play during this three and one start. And everybody, look, it's it's sexy to look at the numbers and be like, ooh, 35 nothing, 43-21, 40 to nothing. But beneath the surface, there have been some flaws, some warts that Josh has shown in his game that I just worry this is going to come out against a very opportunistic, albeit beatable, Chiefs defense. You know, Steve Spagnolo and the, the Chiefs last year dialed up the pressure. And yes, they got him to, to panic and to be all helter-skelter in the pocket. Josh is extremely fortunate to not have more turnovers this year. I believe I read a stat somewhere that only... Um, Trevor Lawrence and uh, the kid from the Jets, Zach Wilson, uh, have more anticipated turnovers or should be, would be. I don't know how they measure that metric, but it basically was like Josh has put the ball up to chance more than almost any quarterback in the league, and he's fortunate that the bounces have not gone against him. And I just worry that this is the week where the house of cards comes collapsing. I'm glad you brought that up because – Josh Allen has only played one really good game this season, and he's been pedestrian the rest of the way. His statistics show that. He's kind of middle to the middle of the pack or worse in most statistical categories. 
This is not last year's Josh Allen that we're seeing. He hasn't found that rhythm yet. It seemed like last season he was in that rhythm from the very beginning of the season. This year he's had issues with with his mechanics. He has tried to make things happen when they're not necessarily there. But it is a testament to what the rest of the team is doing that they are able to beat these lousy teams so readily without their quarterback, their star quarterback, leading the way here. I mean, the defense has been playing very well. They have seem to have learned how to run the ball in the last game. I feel like if Josh Allen puts his best foot forward, this team has a chance against the Chiefs. Oh, I would agree. I feel like there's definitely... This is one of those games, Jamie, where... You know, I almost feel like I really want Sean McDermott and Brian Dable to focus on, I've said this before a couple of times this year, but running the rock. I think that's going to really help to take and settle Josh's nerves. Imagine how great it would be if, yeah, I mean, you still want Josh to be coming out and firing and hitting a couple of passes. But if we see what we saw the last couple of weeks where Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are breaking off eight, nine, 10, 12 yard runs and averaging five, six yards a pop. If Josh can run with his legs and avoid the hit like he did on the, I mean, I, he actually, he took a really you know big hit out of bounds, but I loved that fourth and one conversion against Houston where he ran for 16 yards and then gave the guy a concussion almost when he slammed him to the turf out of bounds. I want to see the bills get back to not thinking that they need to chuck the rock all over the yard to win this game but to establish the run to set up the pass. I think that's their number one key to winning this game because otherwise, if the pass is what the Chiefs expect first and foremost, Steve Spagnuolo can get his guys blitzing and coming after Josh with all different angles, and that's where mistakes happen. I agree with you. It would be really nice if they could run the ball. I don't think they can. You know, the Chiefs have... Well, let me say the Texans have garbage front four and they had injuries within there the bills took advantage as they should have especially late in the game when they were trying to shorten it but the bills have tried to run the ball this season and it doesn't look to me like they're built for it really maybe the changes in the offensive line are going to help well i feel like spencer brown was a huge i mean we were stunned at first i mean we you know it's hard to get wi-fi in the stadium. And so there, there really wasn't a lot of buzz about what was going to happen with the starting line. And then they announced that Cody Ford had been benched and Spencer Brown was starting. And we all were kind of like, Ooh, all right, let's see what the rookie can do. And the bills ran the ball really well. Albeit the circumstances, the rain really forced Buffalo to go to a more run heavy game plan. And and they capitalized, but I do want to take issue with the fact that the bills aren't a great running team because I think they actually are a very sneaky underrated running team. I feel like there's a really solid opportunity that presents itself for the bills to revert back to running the ball, to set up the pass, to set up the play action, to set up the deep ball to Gabriel Davis and Stefan Diggs roaming free over the middle of the field and Cole Beasley in the slot. I think that Jamie, the the chiefs defense can be ran on, and the Bills have done a great job running the ball this year so far. These stats I'm going to give you are pretty impressive. So far, through four games of the season, the Bills are averaging 145.3 rushing yards per game, and which is 35 yards above the league average per game. 
They're averaging 4.54 yards per run, which is 0.31 yards per carry above the league average. And they're doing it with an offensive line that was much maligned last year, but seemed to really find a new cylinder with Spencer Brown stepping in for Cody Ford. The Chiefs, on the other hand, are not good at stopping the ground game. They're giving up 146 yards per game on the ground, 5.41 rushing yards per play, which is way above. It's 1.18 yards per carry. They're giving up more than almost 1.2 yards per carry more than the league average. And they've had some teams that they've gone against. Yes, the Ravens are included in that, but so are the Eagles. And the Eagles don't have a dynamite ground game. So I think that this is an opportunity for Brian Dable and the offense to really build upon what they did last week when they ran by necessity due to the downpour in Buffalo and take advantage of what could be a pretty good matchup here. Well, if Chris Jones, the very good defensive tackle for the Chiefs, can't go, I really like the Bills' ability to run the ball this week. And shortening the game is something that you've seen other teams try to do with the Kansas City Chiefs, but you also have to be able to put up points. So if that running game is efficient and the Bills are throwing the ball well, that is going to be the recipe for success. Because as you've heard as you've heard offensive coordinators say and head coaches say, you don't have to run the ball often to run the ball well. And that's going to make a big difference if the Bills are able to do that. And I feel like, again, uh, not enough can be said about how the Bills should want to keep Josh Allen out of those nightmare scenarios, those third and tens, those third and twelves, those second and nines, like the ground game, if they're effective and they take advantage of it, I think it's going to put Josh in a position to succeed and it's going to take big weapons out of Steve Spagnolo's hands. Uh, Spagnolo clearly has had Josh's number uh, last year in particular. The numbers were not good uh, for Josh against the, uh, the chiefs uh, passing wise. I'm trying to punch him up right here on the fly against the, Last year at the home game, uh, when the Bills lost, he was 14 of 27 for 122, two touchdowns and a pick. In the AFC Championship game, Josh was 28 for 48, 287. A lot of that came after the game's outcome was well decided. Uh, Two touchdowns, one pick, and four sacks. The Chiefs know to bring the pressure. They're one of the few teams, I feel like, Jamie, that you know we've debunked the myth that Josh is not a good player passer against the blitz but the chiefs are the one team that seems to give him all sorts of trouble with the different looks the varied looks the blitzing out of a zone blitzing out of a man you know really disguising their coverage as well that's why again i feel like it's so essential for this game plan to be balanced and not say hey josh go throw the ball 55 times and win this one yeah and the Chiefs defense has not been fantastic this year. Now, granted, they have played a tough schedule to start the season. They've played who? The Browns, the Ravens. Um, the Chargers and the Eagles. Thank you. Chargers and Eagles. Those are very good teams and some very good offensive teams too. But they are giving up 31.3 points a game so far on the season. That's a lot of points. Like that, that does not tell me that the defense is playing particularly well. So maybe there are some chinks in the armor this year that weren't there last year. And I'm looking at the secondary in order to find that specifically the cornerbacks last year, they did a lot of man coverage against the bills this year. I think they're going to find it far more difficult to do that 
because of Emmanuel Sanders, it looks like he and Josh Allen are starting to find their groove. Allen has found him getting open regularly. And the guy, uh, Sanders, let's call a spade a spade here. The guy knows how to get open. It's just he and Allen haven't entirely been on the same page. Well, they're starting to get there. Now, we know they're going to give all kinds of attention to Stefan Diggs. That should be opening things up for Sanders in this game. I'm so glad you brought up Emmanuel Sanders. He had some really interesting comments uh, in an article that was on NewYorkUpstate.com where he was basically quoted, you know, talking about the bruises are definitely there from Buffalo's loss to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. And obviously he was with the New Orleans Saints last year. He wasn't a part of this team, but he was in the locker room. He was in the team room watching film of the AFC Championship game breaking it down, what the Bills did right, what they could have done better. And I I just love the fact that he is such a game changer on offense. You know, the Bills really, if if you get him going, which he has over the last couple of weeks, along with Diggs and Cole Beasley operating out of the slot, if Gabe Davis can ever, you know, become a little more consistent this year, like he was during his rookie season, it's going to be so hard for the Chiefs to take away that passing game. And that's, again, if they're clicking on all cylinders with the running game too, the Bills offense is could be one of the most lethal in the National Football League. And, and the Chiefs defense has been atrocious this year. If you are Brian Dable, we've talked about the need to establish the run. And we haven't even talked about Dawson Knox having his breakthrough so far through the first four games of the year. If you are uh, Brian Dable, and you know that the Chiefs had your number the last two years. What is the what are you focusing on most with these matchups to take advantage of? What are you trying to do to set Josh up for success and to get this team the big win? I'm expecting for there to be a big pass rush, blitzing, getting to Josh Allen like they have in the past. So I think Josh Allen needs to get the ball out of his hands quickly. And we've seen in the past how you can neutralize a pass rush by throwing the ball in less than three seconds. Less than two and a half seconds really is the recipe for not getting your quarterback hit. Get the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. Do some misdirection. Make them question which direction they want to go with the ball. Is it you know, are, is it a, a jet sweep? Is it a quick pass? Is it a deep ball? Like, what are they doing next? Well, pull the things out that the Chiefs haven't seen before and make them a little bit hesitant when it comes to going after the quarterback. And how do they do that? Well, you said it before. They've got to run. They have to run it this week. And by the way, looks like it could be some sloppy weather again that the Bills are playing in. Well, even more important. Now, and I'm glad you brought up the slop and the weather conditions, and this is not going to be a picture-perfect fall day with the sun shining. It's going to be at night anyway, but there's going to be some wet conditions for the Bills and Chiefs to deal with. One part of the AFC Championship game that I don't think we've talked about yet that I really am curious how Buffalo responds. Again, these teams are different. I mean, a lot of them are the same, but they're different teams from the squads that met up last January. But one of the things the Chiefs did to really rattle the Bills' offense was, and this is not anything surprising if you follow the Chiefs, they're a physical aggressive defense and their secondary was bumping digs. They were pushing Davis. They were making sure Cole couldn't get his release point off the slot, off the line of scrimmage to operate and get open for those receptions. And Emmanuel Sanders in that same article mentions that the bills have been conscientiously focusing 
on getting mentally tougher, knowing that they're going to incur the wrath of the Chiefs. And the quote here I love is, they're going to tug, they're going to grab, they're going to be aggressive, and they're going to do it for 50 plays a game. That can get tiring, but you've got to be mentally prepared for the physical challenge. I'm glad to hear the Bills acknowledge that ahead of time because I don't think the Bills necessarily were equipped last year to handle the bully mentality that the Chiefs brought to the championship game. They were not, and they were taken out of their game by the Chiefs playing as physical and aggressive as they were. But there's something different about this game than there was in the championship game, and that is the Buffalo Bills receivers are healthy. Cole Beasley does not have a broken leg. And if you recall, both Diggs and uh, Gabriel Davis were questionable going into that game with injuries, and John Davis was out. They have a healthy set of receivers this year, and a Dawson Knox who has been catching the ball very well. This is not going to be a receiving core that gets knocked around like they did last year. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not buying any of the BS out there that this is just another week. They have to say that, but it is a huge, although I want to say on that point too, it was interesting. I'm jumping all over the place here, but there was an article uh, from Al Michaels who was asked about this game because he and Chris Collinsworth are going to call the game on Sunday night. And Al had something very interesting that he said. He said, this game between the Bills and the Chiefs is not a statement game. I don't know how on earth you say that. I love Al Michaels. I think he's a revered, respected, and talented broadcaster. But this is totally a statement game. If the Bills come out and win 40-7, to or if the Chiefs come out and win by three touchdowns, how can that not be a statement game? These are considered to be the two best teams in the AFC. That's a statement. Whoever wins this game is saying something. They're saying they're the better team. They're showing it. Come on, Al. Okay, I'm with you. I love Al Michaels. At 74 years old, he's still one of the best out there and doesn't seem to have missed a beat. I love listening to him announce games. But I think he's wrong in that statement. I hope we get a chance to hear Al Michaels bust off one of his trademark, and there he goes when Josh Allen runs for a long score or uh, Devin Singletary breaks off a run. I just love the composure and the style that Al has uh, on his broadcast. So I guess we'll cut him a little bit of slack with that comment out there that I read on the Buffalo news uh, website, but you know, it's, it's just, there's so much to get excited about this matchup. Dawson Knox has been unbelievable through the first four games of the season. The bills offense 
is so potent. And as of now, Chris Jones, uh, the defensive end for the uh, the Chiefs, is the only player who did not practice on Thursday. They're getting very healthy, um, so I'd expect most of their injury players to be on the field. I'm not sure about Jones. His designation has not come out yet. But if he does not go, the Bills are still going to have their hands full uh, with Frank Clark, who is a very talented uh, pass rusher up front, but it makes it a lot easier for this Bills offensive line if it's only Clark and not Clark and Jones to deal with. Look out for Frank Clark moving around that offensive line, trying to create some confusion, especially on the right-hand side where the Bills have Darrell Williams slid inside and Spencer Brown, the rookie, playing right tackle. If I'm the Chiefs, I'm going to do all kinds of stunts and, and waggles and twists and strange blitzes off of the right-hand side to see just how well Spencer Brown understands the pro game at this point. So, you know, the Bills may have to keep a tight end in. They may have to keep a running back in, just really watching over that right-hand side because it takes time to build chemistry. And, you know, they've got two new guys out there playing next to each other. They're not going to be playing as well this week as they will be hopefully by the end of the season. So, It'll be interesting to me, but this game is going to be about pass rush in general for both teams. The Bills, with the exception of the Miami game, really haven't gotten to the quarterback at all. And in fact, the past couple of weeks, they just have shown nothing. Apparently, A.J. Epinesa and Gregory Rousseau, they were supposed to be revelations after the first two games. Well, no, no, they're just not getting any heat on the quarterback. And that was the big thing. That was Buffalo's Achilles heel last season. They wanted to address it this year. They didn't. They're not getting pressure with four. So I imagine we're going to see the Bills blitzing quite a bit more, mimicking Kansas City a little bit. That really, Jamie, if the Bills could solve that conundrum of getting pressure with the front four. And now I will say this, the sacks haven't been there, but the Bills easily could have had five sacks against Taylor Heineke. Uh, and Washington uh, in week three. And Davis Mills really never got a chance. I mean, there's a, there's such a thing as getting pressure without getting the sack. Obviously, you want to take down the quarterback. That's the ultimate way to have your pass rush be disruptive. But the thing that bothered me last year about the AFC Championship game, and the thing that worries me this year too with, with Patrick Mahomes, is you need to pressure him. You need to get after him. Make him uncomfortable. Look what the Buccaneers did in the Super Bowl. They now granted that offensive line was bombed out and depleted for the Chiefs and they were down, you know, two or three starters. But that's what Buffalo needs to look for a game plan for success is to generate if they can get the pressure with the front four, if they can get Jerry and AJ and Greg Rousseau and Mario Addison or Boogie Basham, who had a really solid game against the Texans. If that front four generates pressure, this game, the Bills have it for the taking. They need that's my key for the game, honestly, is the Bills cannot rely on bringing blitzers to get to Patrick Mahomes. Because if they do, that's going to leave one less person on the field, back in coverage, and Mahomes is so damn good and has such good vision at finding the open receivers, you're setting yourself up for success if you can't get the front four to get pressure. Star Lutalele has been outstanding. He's probably been their best pass rusher this year, creating havoc in the middle. They definitely need more of that. But I'm with you. Uh, you don't want to live and die by the blitz against the Chiefs because really against the back end of the Bills defense, the Chiefs just have too much speed. 
if you start blitzing, you're going to see eight eight yard crossing patterns to Tyreek Hill that turn into forty yard gains because the Bills just don't have the speed to run with with him and the other receivers. And Klein has been an absolute. I'm sorry, not Klein. Travis Kelsey has been an absolute terror against the Buffalo Bills, as he has against everyone else. You take defenders out of coverage, it just makes it that much worse. And that's why it was so frustrating and disheartening when the news came out about Matt Milano having the hamstring injury. Again, I mentioned earlier that he was back on the practice field on Friday. Um, He should, according to the indicators we're getting, um, be someone who's on the field when the Bills and Chiefs play on Sunday. But you wonder how much full health is he going to be bringing to this game? Because Tremaine Edmonds is playing out of his mind. And when are the Bills fans going to appreciate the fact that this kid is a gangbusters, world-beater linebacker? I have loved what I've seen from Tremaine Edmonds so far this year. If you get him and Milano both healthy out there, the Bills have a legit chance. Kelsey's going to get his. He's going to get his six, seven, eight catches. The key is not letting him go for 11 or 12 for a buck 70 uh, you know, and 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 that's going to be really a big thing on Sunday. Is can the Bills contain Travis Kelsey? I think they have a much better chance of containing Tyreek Hill um, on the receivers on the outside than they do Travis Kelsey, who just seems to be unguardable at this point. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with him. <laughs> I, I really don't. And Tyreek Hill, I, he worries me too, just because he has speed that has been shown that the Bills can't keep up with. So, yeah, what do you do with Travis Kelsey? What has anyone done to slow him down? Honest, honest the, question. I guess the only thing, I mean, you can try like, um, I mean, that I think that the Bills are going to get a boost with Jordan Poyer, hopefully being back in the field uh, for Sunday. The reports I've been reading are that people thought he could have played last week, but the Bills didn't need him to beat the Texans. You and I could have been trotted out there uh, and done pretty well, I feel like, in uh, in our too deep coverage ability of, of against the Texans. But with Poyer hopefully being back on the field, Hopefully Trey White's shoulder injury is not as serious um, as, I mean, he's been a limited participant in practice. I feel the Bills have to go to a type of like, a, not a box in one, that's not the right term, but you have somebody shadowing where a linebacker keeps Kelsey, whether it's Milano or Edmonds initially, and then you shadow him wherever he goes on the field. And you got to trust that Levi, that Trey White, that Taron Johnson, you know, your corners are going to hold up their end of the bargain on the outside of the field. I feel much better about that proposition this year than I did last year when the Chiefs also had Sammy Watkins running wild and McCole Hardman. I think the Chiefs' weapons are not as great as they were last year. But? But they're still hmm. really, really, really good. But did you see who they're activating this week? I did, and I'm not afraid. How many chances does Josh Gordon deserve to get? before He's so freakishly talented on paper, but they don't play the game on paper. And he has had such trouble. Remember when the Patriots signed him and the, everyone's like, oh my God, vintage Belichick swooping in, outsmarting the league. How did that work out for the Patriots? I think he had one or two good games and then that was it. Yeah, that was it. And I I expect that again, unfortunately. Josh Gordon, for all of his talent, he has demons that he just can't seem to get rid of. I, I do feel bad for the guy. I wish I wish he could get straightened out. Um, but I don't need that to happen this week. Yeah, I'm I'm not wishing any ill will on Josh Gordon. He was a great success story 
that year, what, 2013 was it? 2014, when he had 1,600 receiving yards and like 17 touchdown grabs. I mean, he was a revelation in Cleveland. But For the Browns, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like teams are chasing the ghosts of that season, and I, I'd rather Josh focus on getting himself right. Uh, who knows what his mindset is, you know? I mean, does he really want to play football, or is he coming back because everyone's like, yo, you got to play ball, you're so good, you're so talented. Maybe he's not right mentally. I don't know. I mean, you wish him well, but again, this is not the week I want him to get well and get healthy. No, definitely not. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Josh Gordon is a bigger bodied receiver, really compliments Tyreek Hill well, really gives Levi Wallace fits, but I think both of them are going to because Levi Wallace is not a good enough athlete to run with Hill, and he's not big enough to go out there with with Gordon. So expect to see a lot of zone defense and really what happened last year is the bills played a lot of zone and Mahomes was really good at getting the linebackers to move off their spots, moving them with pump fakes off their eyes by rolling out of the pocket and leaving Travis Kelsey, basically standing all by himself they're just going to have to be extremely disciplined. And and I think that's really going to be the only thing you can say that the Bills can do differently is stay more disciplined than they were last year because I don't think the pass rush is going to be any better than it was last season against Mahomes. So we'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, I just hope that the Bills, no matter what happens in this game, that – they don't get too high after a win and that they don't get too low and doubt themselves after a loss. Now, we talked about the the multitude of weapons that Patrick Mahomes has to, to choose from. We've made it 30 plus minutes in the podcast and have not mentioned another key factor that Buffalo is going to have to deal with slowing down. It's Clyde Edwards-Elair, who had a phenomenal game last year, 161 yards in the week five uh, contest against Buffalo. He ran wild last week uh, against the Eagles too. Uh, I believe he had a, uh, you know, 102 yards on 14 attempts, seven yards per carry. Buffalo last year was content to sit back and dare Mahomes to beat them and give Edwards Elaire whatever he wanted. And he, again, he ran for 160 yards. What do you think is the philosophy that Leslie Frazier should embrace when it comes to the ground game for Kansas city this week? I think it needs to be a mixture. You can't just let Edwards Hilaire run all over you, you know, give up 200 yards on the ground. Uh, but there are times when I think you have to you have to bait them into that. You know, when you're looking at long yardage, let them run the ball. I mean, the Bills do a pretty good job of that. But I would rather Clyde Edwards Hilaire beat me than Patrick Mahomes. Well, because- think back to last year too when um and not to not to cut you off there, but the Bills, in spite of Josh having his worst game of the season and despite getting abused on the ground game, the Bills were only down by six with six minutes to go in that game. So there's a lot to be said for Leslie Frazier's game plan really working of letting the Bills, if the Bills are going to lose that game, it's going to be because Edwards Elaire torched them, not because Mahomes throws for five touchdowns. When you have the Bills offense, if you can keep the game close, you always have a chance. And I'd like to see them go into it with that mentality. Sort of a Dick Duran philosophy, if you will. <laughs> wow, I didn't think we'd be referencing Dick Duran with the Bills on the precipice of being one of the best teams in the AFC these days. Oh, the mediocrity of the Duran years. 
you could always predict what the record was going to be. It was going to be seven and nine. <laughs> Without fail. Well, obviously, Jamie, you know, this is one of these games where, you know, there there's so many factors at play. And I've kind of given you a couple of my, you know, like kind of keys to victory, if you will, what the Bills, I think, need to do. One thing I want to talk about before we get to our predictions, a lot's been made about the caliber of opponent that Buffalo has played so far compared to Kansas City. And no one's going to confuse, you know, the Bills juggernaut of, of opposing quarterbacks. I mean, you have three backups in there and a banged up Ben Roethlisberger who's passed his prime. This is such a major step up for the Bills defense. Do you feel what what's your what's your thoughts on the optimism? Do you think that the Bills like has, is their defense legit or have they taken advantage of some pretty weak opponents or is it both? Well, I think they're taking advantage of weak opponents. The Bills, especially Leslie Frazier, are really good at disguising their coverages. And if you're an inexperienced quarterback or you're, you know, a questionable player, that's going to confuse you. And it's going to cause you to hold the ball a little longer, give the Bills a chance to get to the quarterback. Basically, the first four games of this season were like an extended preseason for the Buffalo Bills. They were playing backups at quarterback. That is not what you're going to get with Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is the best in the biz. Even if his stats aren't showing it, even if the Chiefs have two losses by the end of the season, we're still going to be talking about Mahomes as one of the best out there. This is going to be a huge change for the Buffalo Bills. This is going to be something the defense has not dealt with since last season in the playoffs. Are the Bills ready for that? Well, sure. On paper, they're going to be ready. But are they going to be up for the matchup of playing a quarterback who's this good? Maybe maybe having the additional, we'll call it the additional rest of the first four games of the season that the Bills should have won all of, but they only won three of. Well, and the other thing to consider too, Jamie, is how much has Sean McDermott really showed of his hand these last couple of weeks as far as I expect Sean McDermott to roll out some creative play calling with Brian Dable. I expect them to show some new wrinkles that they have not shown to date because the Bills could show the most vanilla plays possible and they were going to still beat the Texans by three scores last week. So I feel like this is one of those games where, again, as much as they don't want to admit it, Sean McDermott and the Bills want desperately to win this game, to validate what they, they, the, what they did during the offseason is paying dividends and this team is heading in the right direction. So with that being the setup, what are you thinking is going to happen Sunday night? Are Bills fans going to be crushed or related? The Bills just aren't ready quite yet. Josh Allen hasn't put it all together yet this season. I think he's got a little, little ways to go before he gets back to who he was last year. I think the Bills are going to lose this one, and it is going to be a high-scoring game. I think the Bills are going to end up losing 43-38. Wow, 81 combined points. That would be quite the fireworks display at Arrowhead. Track me, baby. So here's, here's Jamie. I've been going back and forth, and I did not know up until about three or four minutes ago what I was going to say for my prediction for this game here. And of course, we all know that you and I are both clairvoyants when it comes to picking the Bills here on Believe. 
I feel like I feel cautiously optimistic. I'm going to pick the Bills to win this one. I'm going to say it's going to be 37-35. Tyler Bass walk-off field goal. Bills get the victory on Sunday Night Football. And here's why. I know that giving up 35 points does not sound like it's a, a, a feat. But the Bills' defense is better than the Chiefs' defense. I think that's a, a pretty pretty obvious point to put out there. The Bills' pass rush is underperformed, but I think the potential is definitely there. All Buffalo needs is to get a couple of stops against Kansas City and their offense to keep doing what they're... I mean, the, the Bills can score up and down this field. The Chiefs' defense can be had for sure. I'm saying the Bills have the edge on defense. I'm saying the Bills have a better receiving room and tight end situation than they did last year. I love the clutch nature of Tyler Bass. Give me the Bills 37 to 35 to get a small measure of revenge. This is almost like, by the way, Jamie, the reason I'm picking the Bills to win too, besides the little analysis I gave you right there, doesn't this kind of feel like those Ali Frazier, Ali Foreman fights of the 70s where, you know, it's so hard to get three in a row against somebody that knows you so well. I feel the Mm -hmm. Bills are due for one. God, that would be nice. Don't think I don't want that to happen because I am a homer just like the rest of us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all you homers out there, we definitely want to hear you guys uh, get involved. What do you think? Is it going to be a 43 to 38 heartbreak for Buffalo? Or do you like my opinion, 37-35, the Bills walk off and win? We don't care what your score predictions are. Get involved with our podcast. Share your thoughts, what you liked about this matchup, what you think the Bills have the edge in. We want to hear from you. So get involved on social media. Jamie is at the Jamie D'Amico, and I am at John Boccasino. You can also comment on our articles on buffalorumblings.com. For my colleague, Jamie D'Amico, let's hope that our predictions come true on my end, at least, and that it's a close competitive game. And let's hope the Bills can pull out this win. But win, lose, or draw, we'll be talking about it here on Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast.